Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah, where we are coming today on an inverted yield curve day, Brian. <laughs> that is the perfect segue because we've scared everybody. And if you open up CNBC, it's scary. People are seeing that the market fell 3% today, that cats and dogs, it's going to start raining. What's, this, what's the phrase from Ghostbusters? Dogs and cats. Cats and dogs, dogs and cats. I have no idea. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, Spencer Nelson, thanks for joining us today as well. Good to be here. Let's talk inverted yield curve because that's what occurred today, and that's what caused the market to sell off in a pretty dramatic fashion. Now, keep in mind, we're only 6 7% off of our highs so no need to get too nervous. As I mentioned on social media this last week, that happens on an annual basis. I think we talked about it in last week's podcast as well. Uh, so inverted yield curve. This is why everybody's so scary. And then I've got a question for you, Brian. Since 1957, there have been nine yield curve inversions. All nine have been followed by a recession. So first off, explain to everybody, what is that inverted yield curve? Why is that even important? Yeah. So an, an inverted yield curve is where, the, where short-term rates are higher than longer-term rates. Typically, when you invest or you invest in a, or buy a treasury bond, the longer your uh, investment, the longer data, say it's 10 years, you're going to get a little higher rate of return than if you own a short-term bond. And so right now what we're seeing or what we've been seeing the last couple of days and we saw today and we saw last week is where short-term rates are actually higher than long-term rates, which is very unusually, tip, unusual. Typically, when you ha and lock up your money for 10 years, you get paid a little bit more money for locking up your money for that, for that time period, the extra time period. So what did the inversion look like today? I know, Spencer, you were following that inversion. What, uh, what happened specifically today with the 2 and the 10? So the two-year treasury and the five-year treasury have been inverted for quite a while, meaning you get paid a higher interest rate, higher yield if you invest in a two-year than a five-year. Normally, what we're talking about inverted yield curve and what CNBC and everything else is talking about is the two and the 10. And what happened there is the two-year is roughly 1.58 and the 10-year dipped below that to 1.57. I think it might've gotten to 1.56. It's popped back up. But so people are getting paid a higher rate by investing in a two-year than a 10-year, which, as Brian said, is unusual. So that unusual activity has happened again nine, year, nine times in the past since 1957. And it's nine for nine and predicting the next recession. But here's what's interesting, guys. Uh, there is an average between when the yield curve inversion takes place an average of 14 months before the next recession hits. 2005, and, and yield curve inverted in December of 2005. The recession didn't happen until 22 months later in October of 2007, and 19 months in the 80s uh, leading into the 90s, and 17 months, but an average of 14 months before we have a recession. So what... What does that tell us, Spencer? Well, it tells us immediately we aren't going to go into a recession tomorrow. 
data would say we are going to go into a recession, but it could be in two years from now. You know who else says we're going to go into a recession? Who's that? Gosh, you watch TV right now, and it scares the living daylights out of people. I got a couple emails in my inbox right now saying recession, recession, recession. Listen to what Spencer's saying right now, people. So if you look at the stock market and the returns in the S&P 500, which is the general stock market indicator, three months after a yield uh, inverted yield curve, the stock market is actually 2.5% higher than where it was when the yield curve first inverted. If you go out six months, it's 4.87% higher. If you go out one year, 13.48% higher. And if you even go out two years and three years, it's 14.73% higher and 16.41% higher. That is an average of those nine experiences. But what it's telling you is that the stock market has actually, on average, gone up significantly after the yield curve is inverted. And I think that speaks to the recession not occurring immediately. So, Brian, you hear that data from Spencer, and you don't even need to hear that data to answer the question that I'm going to ask you. So you're throwing me a, a softball? Is that what you're throwing? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, you hit softballs good. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Are we selling anything because of this inverted yield curve? No. No. In fact, I bought a little bit today. <laughs> we bought. Yeah, we bought a little yep. bit today. You know, and I, I would say that I've listened to every one of our portfolio companies' uh, quarterly reports over the last month or so, and business is pretty good. It's not, I, w- I wouldn't say it's great, but it's good. And uh, Brian Moynihan really, uh, he, uh, what he said. CEO really, of Bank of America. Yeah, CEO of Bank of America really uh, sticks out in my mind what he said. He, he They're not seeing a recession in the near term. In fact, he says the economy's good. He said that all their indicators are saying that business is pretty good. The consumer's really strong. Now, that's not to say that everything is is growing robustly. I mean, there's some weakness in manufacturing, and and there's of course there's concerns about China and trade and, and those sort of things, and and there's weakening across the globe. But generally, business is pretty good, and that's why I think. Yeah, yes, a recession is in our future. It's going to happen. But is it tomorrow or is it a month from now? In fact, I've seen odds are on a lot of indicators, one in three chance over the next three years or the next year that we'll have a recession in the next year, a 30% chance. So two out of three chances that a recession won't hit in the next year. Well, and, and you go to the averages. You said 14 months after an inverted yep. yield curve yep. with the longest being 22 months. So, yeah, we could be one year, two years out from a recession. Does that mean you should panic today? Well, well many people did. Well, that's, we didn't. We like those people. Yeah, exactly. Because we buy stocks take, from take them. Advantage of them. And let me just say that recessions, I mean, what we had in 2008 and 2009 was not a typical recession. That was the Great Depression. It was the worst economic downturn since the 1930s. That is not typical. I've, you know, I've been in this business for 30 years and I've seen several recessions and yes, they're a little uncomfortable and yes, your, your portfolio can go down, but it's not really the end of the world. It's not, it's not, you don't really change your 
investment strategy or change your long, you know, the way you're to, to reach your goals. You don't change your strategy to reach your long-term goals based on because there might be a recession in the next year or two. So two things. Number one, I love indicators like this when they happen because someone could say the recession is coming in 22 months later. Like even a broken clock is right twice a day, yeah. right? If it happens 30 months later, they're going to still say, oh, the inversion was not 10 for 10 now. Well, a recession is going to happen, but here's what we can't do. We cannot lump recessions and bear markets together. Just because a recession happens doesn't mean a bear market's going to happen. We did some work on this earlier in the year and some podcasts earlier in the year. And, and the average recession, think about this and comment to this, Spencer, to, to your returns that you're talking about. The average recession is 11 months long. During that 11 months, and this is since 1950, during that 11 months, the S&P 500 is up 3%. What does that tell you? Bear markets versus recessions. Should we freak out and sell everything? No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm joking around with you. But no, and uh, obviously there are going to be people that do. And, and we are looking at specific companies. And when people panic and we see opportunities in those companies, we're going to take advantage of them. And uh, yeah, inverted yield curve does not mean that the market is going to go down. It could, and it did today, but if you look at the averages and you go out three months, six months, and a year, it's actually higher than where it was. And then in addition, the bear market standpoint in terms of a recession doesn't necessarily mean the market's going down. Yeah. So follow-up question for you, Spencer. You're a financial planning kind of expert in-house. Recession hits, right? Should you now adjust any plans or are the plans built from the outset to survive any recession and let's say a bear market does come are bear markets part of the plan so there are variables that affect the plan but you're exactly right we model in bear markets and the odds of those uh, bear markets you know coming and you know, project it out and do a whole bunch of simulations. So those aren't the variables that we're changing, you know, that really affect the plan. It's the variables of, you know, income or expenses. Those are the things that we're having to adjust because the plan builds in and projects out all types of scenarios in terms of a market performance. And if people need income from their portfolio that are in retirement and people that are in retirement are freaking out because what they saw on the news today don't worry, we've already planned for it. Yeah, We've got that income set aside in safe investments to where even if the market falls 25, 30, 40, 50%, you're okay. Yeah, we're, we won't be having to sell any of your investments yep. to get you income because we've already put that plan in place. Let me, let me throw this out, this idea out. Today, you have a 10-year treasury at 1.5, you know, 8%. Where's the S and P dividend yield today? I know it's right around two percent. Yeah, I think I think it's right around right around two percent. So let's say you take your money out of stocks and put it in. Let's say do you are you going to lock your money out for ten years at one point five eight? Are you? Is that something that appeals to you, Brett? No, no. 
you know, and I and the other thing that gives me a little bit of one point nine one one point nine one. The other thing that gives me a little bit of confidence, I think, is valuations in the stock market, in my mind, are reasonable. In fact, if you look at valuations relative to the risk-free rate of return, and the, the benchmark for the risk-free rate of return is the 10-year treasury, stocks are cheap. So anyway, I just I think that if you look at that, that's very stocks look very compelling. You have low low money market rates, low interest rates, and stock valuations are attractive. Let's do a podcast next week on earnings yield and stock market valuations. Okay. But because uh, I love the topic, we can spend another 10, 15 minutes on it. But summing up today, Brian, Spencer, you guys look very panicked right now. I'm kidding. I know. You don't look panicked at all. So what would you say to clients? Final word. What would you say to clients, Brian? I really think you need to, I mean, don't worry about the day-to-day market volatility. I, I think that's the wrong thing to do. And I think it, it really is hurtful to your wealth. If you look at the day-to-day market volatility, we look at it. We have to. That's why you're paying us, paying us to do it. I've been looking at it for 30 years. I kind of, I think I get a little bit numb because, because I've been doing it for 30 years, I don't yeah. get too excited when the market goes day. up. Yeah. When the market goes down, I, I don't get too excited. We were buying a little bit today, you know, on the dips. We, we, you know, there's four or five stocks in our portfolio that we think look attractive, and and uh, we're adding to that to those positions. So no panic. I'm not panicking. <laughs> I mean, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give the wrong impression to clients that oh, you know. That we're just taking this lightly. I mean, it's their hard-earned money. It's very true, and and uh, and and it's serious. I mean, it's your money, and we understand that. And so we think we are. This is the right strategy long term, is to focus on great businesses, try to pay good prices. And once that's the funny thing we talked about this last week. When stock prices go down. It's the only asset class where people sell. <laughs> Freak and, out. And, and every other thing, groceries and everything, when it goes down, or real estate, when it goes down, people say, hey, let's go buy they it. get excited. But, yeah. be, but a lot of people don't do that when it comes to stocks, and it's, it's uh, unfortunate, I guess, but that's the, the world we live in. But the reason why people pay us to do what we do is we can look at this objectively and say, based on history, what's happened, Based on the businesses that we own, what are we willing to pay for them? And we have a disciplined process that we can put in place. Yeah. So no, we're not panicked. Yes, we're paying attention. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing a podcast today. But for everybody that might be worried at home, just please know that we've we've got it covered. We've got your we've got our eye on it. That's not to say it's not going to be volatile and and yeah. you know the market's going to go up and down. But now we got you. We had a client in this morning signing some documents, and uh, he picked up a book in our conference room, uh, the stock market and five crashes, their history of yeah Scott Nations Scott great Nations. book. This is a Scott Nations. This is a little plug for his book. Yeah, but this client looked at it and says, "Oh, we've been through five crashes, and the market's still here." You know, I don't think you realize that we've had five stock market crashes. I mean, major crashes. Major we've crashes. Had a lot of corrections along yeah. the way, but. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just part of the process. 
is the excesses get taken out. And I don't see a lot of excess. If there's any excess, it's probably in the bond market. You know, there's, there might be some excesses there. That's why we think stocks look attractive, especially when you compare it to bonds. Yep, agreed. Well said, Brian Spencer. This is Brett signing off. Have a great week, everybody. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.